0: while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk.
1: Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, we're talking about ghosting during the hiring process, both from a candidate perspective and an employer perspective. If you don't know what ghosting is, this is when one person, so one side of the process just disappears. They no longer respond to communication and they leave the hiring process without a trace. So this is when you are trying to contact a candidate and all of a sudden they stop responding to you. And it's also when an employer just stops communicating with the candidate with no notification and not even the courtesy of telling them that they didn't get the position. Now, maybe it's just me because Google likes to show you articles that are related to things you look at, but my news feeds lately have been full of articles about ghosting. It is a hot topic right now because typically it's employers that are ghosting, but now employers are starting to feel the sting of ghosting. So today, we're gonna look at both sides. Really look in detail of why it's going on and kind of what you can do about it. But we're gonna start off with the employer side. Why are we gonna start off with the employer side? Because that's what we all are. We're business owners, so we're experiencing that side. And let me tell you, I get super annoyed when candidates ghost during the process. It is one of those things where I look over to my husband plenty of times sharing an office and I'm just like, once again, someone did not show up for their interview. It is annoying. And I'm sure if you're experiencing this too as you're trying to hire, you are annoyed. (laughs) I just look to say, why can't they just simply decline the meeting invite for the interview? Why can't they send a message saying, I am no longer interested? There's so many things that are easy to do that they just don't do. They just don't show up. There was one week where I had about, between all the clients we were recruiting for, about um, over 15 interviews scheduled. I think it was three people that entire week showed up for their interviews. Yes, three out of 15 people showed up for their scheduled interviews. This meant I had around 12 interviews on my calendar that never took place. And why is this super annoying? Because one, I prepare for each interview. I pull up their resume, I refresh myself of what their what their background is before going in. I prepare my documents because we're recruiting for multiple clients to make sure I'm in the right mindset to talk about that particular position, pulling up the interview questions. I am blocking the time off on my calendar. Sometimes before the interview, I'm working on something else or I'm on another meeting that I have to make sure I get off in time so I can be prepared for this interview. So I'm ready to go and then it doesn't happen. Also, it means that sometimes I'm telling my clients, I have X amount of interviews set up for your position over the next week and then in the one case, I had to go back and tell that, that client of mine, yes, I know I had X amount of interviews set up, but guess what? No one showed up for their interview. Not one person. And also, it means when people ghost, someone else could have potentially wanted that interview spot and their interview had to be pushed back days later because that interview time was, was taken. So it's super, super annoying when it happens. And it's happening now more than ever. Before, we would see ghosting happen occasionally from the candidate side, and I would say typically they were low-level positions. So positions where the pay was low, more maybe um, lower skills, entry-level type positions, Where there's a lot of different opportunities where they can go, and they just find something else before that interview when they go, or you're going to um, a subset of workers that, in a way, might be stereotyping. In a way, it might be true because the behavior keeps supporting it. Where they're not, where the greater part of that workforce is not always super dedicated, so they don't really care, Um, but. It always happened before in certain positions where we would know, okay, if we have 10 interviews scheduled, probably eight people are going to show up. Now it is happening at all levels. I was even interviewing for C-suite positions where people ghosted on the interview. We had a candidate who made it to the final round of interviews and then ghosted. They put so much time and energy into the process. They were one of the last 3 candidates and then they just disappeared. But what can you do on an employer side with ghosting when candidates do it to you? The answer really is there's not much you can do. You can't force someone to show up for an interview. You can't force someone to tell you that they're not going to show up for an interview. But what you can do is just know that it might happen. Know that if you schedule interviews, let's say, with five people, you might not actually interview all five people. One of the things I will say that can help you in this regard is making sure that you are having a good flow, a good rapport, and everything that you can with the people who do show up. So this means that you're communicating with people after the interviews. You possibly are sending out reminders before the interviews. While you're on that call, you're thanking people for their times. So that way, you're creating this, this thing where even if they don't get the job, they feel respected during the process, they enjoyed the process, and they know that you know as a company, you made the best decision for you And they're more likely to possibly apply again for a future position or refer people instead of going and telling people, well, you will not believe how I was treated during that process, and they go on and on about the negative. So try to make the interview process the best you can for everybody that goes through so you don't create a negative reputation that could lead to more people ghosting you. The second thing that I'll tell you that can make a difference but not always, is making sure that you have availability to interview people almost right away. Well, I've had people schedule interviews in the morning for an afternoon slot and then not show up in the afternoon. That is less frequent than when people schedule interviews, let's say on a Monday, they schedule an interview for a Friday. The more time that laps between when you contact them and when that interview is, the more likely in today's market that person will ghost out on that interview. So try to have things on your calendar, availability on your calendar, so you can get candidates in right away, and that could help. But if you're still being ghosted, just remember it is happening to everybody right now. It is not just you, so just keep moving forward. And as I like to tell my clients when this happens, it's cause the person also wasn't really connected to the position. It wasn't really the right position for them. And while yes, they could have been respectful and told you, at least they're taking themselves out of the process so you can focus on the best person for your position. It might mean that you have to spend another week interviewing to get that person in, but you are going to find the right person and that person that ghosted you is not the right person. But let's flip and talk about the employee side of ghosting. Because I feel like this is very important because when employees or the candidates feel ghosted during the process, so we're not talking about them doing the ghosting. I think that is rude and I think that they shouldn't be. But we're talking about now when employees or candidates are ghosted by the company, you have 100% control over this. And you should never be ghosting candidates. A lot of companies ghost candidates because they just don't want to have those tough conversations. They don't want to tell someone that they didn't get a job. They don't want to possibly open up the can of worms of having to explain why someone didn't get a job. So they feel like, well, it's better just not to say anything. But it's not better. Ignoring something does not make it go away. Because sometimes what happens? That candidate reaches out and you ignore their email. They might reach out again. And it's creating this thing of they're trying in some cases and you're ignoring, which then every time you receive that email or that phone message, there's probably a part of you in that cringes like, oh my God, I don't want to talk to this person. I don't want to tell them. And it, it creates these emotions. It stirs up these emotions in you. The thing is telling someone that they didn't get a job yes it can be uncomfortable but it doesn't have to be complicated so for example what i tell my clients all the time is you don't have to say in that initial thing why someone didn't get the job we provide a simple template and i'll let you know what that is right now it's thank you for taking your time to interview for put in the name of the position at this time we are not inviting you to the next run of interviews or at this time we have offered the position to another candidate. Then we wish you the best of luck in your job search. That's it. We don't go and explain why or anything like that. We simply tell them they're not moving forward or they're not getting the position. Yes, some candidates wanna know why and they will reach out and ask and then that's up to you whether you want to respond and how you want to phrase it. But some candidates will just take that and, and move on because it's closure to the process. And that's what you want. You want closure to the process. You don't wanna leave candidates hanging. Another way that I see companies leave candidates hanging is they said, well, I'm not ready to say no, but I'm not ready to move forward with them. And they wanna keep candidates in the state of a limbo. And that's just as bad as ghosting when you're not getting the job, because sometimes with that, they don't actually communicate anything to the candidate, and they just hope that the candidate will hold out until they're ready to make a decision. And then sometimes what happens, or I can say sometimes, almost all the time this happens, they get to the point where they say, okay, we're not talking to that candidate at all, we're not interested in anymore, but it's been a few weeks, so we don't feel like we really need to communicate because they've most likely moved on. And here's what I have to say about that. Even if you're just putting a candidate on hold, you're not ready to move forward, you still need to communicate. You should still tell them what is going on so that way they are notified. They understand what's going on in the process. So if you're wondering what to say, when you're telling candidates that they're in this kind of like hold pattern, here's an example of an email that I recently sent out on behalf of a client. So you can take this and adjust it to what would work for you in your particular situation. So the email started out with, thank you for taking the time to interview for, fill in the position. Due to the company's busy schedules, We decided to put a brief pause on inviting additional candidates to the next round of interviews until they complete all currently scheduled interviews. While this means you're not moving forward at this time, there is the potential that you might be invited to the next round if they decide to interview more candidates. If this happens, we will reach out at that time to see if you are still available and interested in the position. We wish you the best of luck with your continued job search. So this email lets them know that they're not moving forward right now. It says there is that potential, but if that potential comes up, if they are moving forward, we'll reach out to them. In a way, it also kind of says, implying, if you don't hear from us, it means you're not moving forward. So you don't want to leave candidates in limbo. You don't want to ghost them. Well, I will admit we have probably not always been perfect on the growing your team side. We do make an effort to ensure we are communicating with every candidate we had a conversation with. And you need to do so at the same time. One, because it impacts your reputation. If someone interviews with you and then feels ghosted, they then have a negative view of your company. They view it as you didn't care about the time they put in. And we don't wanna put off those reputations, especially as a small business. Larger companies have sometimes an easier time attracting talent because they have this huge company reputation. They have this huge reputation of being this powerhouse brand at times, so they can attract talent easily. As a small business, you don't always have this. You are on a much smaller scale. You haven't had as many employees. Your brand recognition maybe isn't as large as you know at one compared to these bigger companies. So negative opinions matter. One negative opinion could have a ripple effect because you don't have a whole lot to outweigh that yet. So you need to make sure you are properly communicating so you keep faith with the job hunters, and it could very well be. That person is not right right now, but they could be right in the future after they go get more experience or your company changes and you're hiring for something else. And you want to make sure that you have the ability to attract the right person every time and not leave any bad blood. So, before we wrap up today, I also want to talk about who deserves communication when um, you're telling people that they didn't get the job or they're not moving forward or stuff like that because people always then ask do I have to communicate to every person who applies and sometimes they say I've had over a hundred people applying do I need to send a communication to every person that I'm not even inviting to an interview so here are some of the things I have to say about that one if you communicate to the person you need to communicate to them that they're not moving forward So if you reach out to a candidate to ask for additional information, and then once you receive that additional information, you decide that it's a no-go, communicate to them. If you have an interview with them, communicate to them, especially if they come into your place of work for an interview, communicate with them. If you contacted them throughout the process, you need to close and end the process. When it comes to people who just apply and you don't have that communication with them, it depends. And here are some things you can do. But if you have an application process where you're asking them to do, like kind of jump through hoops to apply, they took extra time and effort to apply to your position. So do a a courtesy and communicate to them. If it's something as simple as, let's say they apply through Indeed and it was just where they could do like quick apply and apply to your position, you can say they didn't really put in any extra effort and sometimes you can see that they didn't put any effort in at all. In systems like that, a lot of them have automated things that you can set up where so many days after you hit reject, the system tells them that they're not moving forward. It sends them an automated message. So leave those things set up so that way you communicate to the person the system does it for you but in my opinion if someone just applies to the basic system doesn't put any effort into it you don't always have to go out of your way to send them a personal message because sometimes that can get to be a lot depending on how many applicants you have but once again use the automated features in the system you can make it so it, you can use their suggested text, you can change that basic standard process. And once again, it sends it out so many days afterwards, that way if you change your mind, so you accidentally click reject and you're like, no, 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 I didn't mean that, you can then take it back and they won't get that message. This also means anyone you put in that maybe category at some point in time, move them to the rejected so that way the system sends them a message. But once again, if you communicate to a candidate during the process, They deserve to be dismissed from the process to be told that they're not moving forward. It's the right thing to do. And if being ghosted by candidates drives you up the wall, just imagine being on the side of someone who is looking for an opportunity so they can continue keeping a roof over their head and food on their table. And they put effort into interviewing with you. They deserve the respect of being told You're not giving them the the position. End the process. Because having a clear end to the process is much, much better than hurting your reputation and leaving things in limbo where then they might reach out to you constantly or think that there's hope to get a job that they're never going to get. So if you don't like being ghosted by candidates, you can change the pattern by not ghosting the candidates that interview with you. Are you getting ready to hire and you wrote a job posting for your open position? But now you're left wondering, will it attract the right candidates? Hiring isn't as simple as telling people that you're hiring and having your perfect candidate show up ready to fill the role. Hiring just doesn't work that way, especially in the current market. The best candidates only apply to the positions that appear to be the right fit for them. If they don't find a connection between their job wants and your job posting, they'll skip over and go to the next opportunity. And in many cases, the reality is it's not the job isn't what they're looking for. It's not the job posting just didn't hit the mark. So is your job posting helping candidates see that your opening is right for them? or is it turning candidates away for all the wrong reasons? Let's find out. I am currently offering Will Your Job Posting Attract the Right Candidates? Audit. Through this audit, I will review your job posting, and I will tell you what's working and what needs to change so you can attract your idea candidates. When you sign up for an audit, you also get access to How to Write the Perfect Job Posting mini-course. And with this course, you will learn the sections that make up a well-written job posting and what to include in each. So that way, if you don't have a job posting yet, but you know you need to hire, or you know that your job posting could use some work before you send it on to the audit, you have access to this course so you can take a stab at writing the job posting or making some changes before you send it for the audit. So if you want your job posting reviewed by an expert before it goes live, or if you have a job posting that just is not hitting the mark in the current market, sign up for an audit. Let's review it and make the changes needed so you can attract your perfect fit team member. Because remember, you can't hire a candidate who never applies for your job, and most candidates won't apply if they don't feel connected to the job posting. So let's make sure you have a job posting that will attract all the right candidates and help you make this hiring journey easier. Go to growingyourteam.com audit and sign up for your audit today. Once again, that's growingyourteam.com slash audit.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.